An entitled Karen demands to take my seat on an airplane. But even after I showed her my boarding passes, she still refused to take no for an answer, screaming at the top of her lungs that she deserved my seat more than me. Here's what happened. So I have a son who is currently two and a half years old, but we've been traveling by plane since he was about six months old due to our living an 18-hour drive away from family. In the United States, you generally don't need to buy a plane ticket for a child under two years old. You can buy a seat if you want to bring your baby in their carrier or if you just want to use a car seat, but they can also be considered a lap child and sit in your lap for free. When my son was about one and a half years old, we were flying back to my hometown to go visit my family. We were flying on an airline which is named the opposite of Northeast, if you know what I mean. On this airline, an adult with a child under six years old gets to board right after some of the first boarding numbers and before the last section of the plane. And this was very helpful to get some extra time to find a seat and settle in with my kid. Now, he was under two years old, so he could have flown for free and sat in my lap. But after the flight we had taken a few months before that, where he was absolutely a nightmare on wheels, and I was mortified by how terrible we probably made everybody else's flight, I decided to buy him a plane ticket so we would have a little bit more room for our things. Namely, a diaper bag, toys to entertain him with, snacks, juice and milk, a blanket, you name it. I hated to feel like I was inconveniencing other passengers with my child when I I had to keep him to such a small confined space to begin with. It was better to give him some extra room in the form of his own seat so as not to crowd others when he wanted to get out of my lap to try and look out the window or do other stuff. Plus, I could then sit between him and provide a buffer for his wayward feet. He was generally and still is a really good little traveler, but every one and a half year old has their moments, as other parents can definitely understand. I mean, I swear, I do my best to keep him under control. Now, if you've ever flown with a child under two years old as a lap child, you should know that when you go to check your bags at the airport, you get a normal boarding pass for yourself, as well as a boarding pass for the child that clearly says lap infant across the top of it. Otherwise, if you buy your child a ticket, they get a normal boarding pass like everybody else with your boarding group and number. Now, this airline has rows of three seats on either side of a very narrow aisle. I tend to stick to the far back rows just in case I need to leave the seat with him when we're in the air, and also to try and put some distance between us and other passengers. So we board with family boarding. I grab two seats all the way in the very back row, shove all of our stuff into the seat, and go about trying to settle our things in. My son decided to sit in the seat by the window and was watching the ground crew do their thing. I was sitting in the middle seat beside him. The aisle seat was empty and the plane started to fill up. But again, we were at the very last row so most people found a seat before they made it to us. When the plane was about three-fourths full, I hear someone say, um, excuse me? And this was in a rather snobby voice. I turned to see a woman who was maybe in her 30s with a little girl maybe 7 or 8 years old. Before I could even respond, this entitled Karen demands that I move to the aisle seat and take my son with me so that her daughter could sit by the window. Now, I want to say that if my son was flying free and was a lap infant, I wouldn't have an issue with moving to an aisle seat just to let the little girl sit by the window, especially if the mom had asked me nicely. However, I had purchased two tickets with my own money, which isn't easy to swing when you're a single mom too, by the way. And even if I moved to the aisle seat, my son would have the middle seat and she'd have to separate from her daughter. I was not going to be used as someone else's babysitter for someone else's kid on a flight, even if I didn't have my own child to deal with. I tried to explain this to her and it went something like this. I said to her, oh, I would totally move, but I bought two seats and even if I did move, there'd be only one seat open. So you might want to try somewhere else so you can 
both sit together. There were still rows that were empty on the plane at this point. This entitled Karen then looked at me and said, you're lying. He's clearly not even two yet. And under two, they fly for free and they sit in your lap. Please move right now. I look at her and I say, yes, they can fly for free in your lap. But I specifically bought him his own ticket so he could have his own seat and more room. There are several rows a bit farther forward that are still empty and they still do have window seats. She then says, well, he's small. You should just hold him. My daughter wants to sit by the window and I need to be in the last row. So just hold him so we can sit here. I look at her and I say, I'm really sorry, but no, we need the extra space. I bought and paid for the extra seat and I'm not going to give it up just because you feel entitled to this space. Our things are already settled and stowed away. At this point, this entitled Karen is working herself up into a tizzy and has caught the attention of the older couple sitting across the aisle. The husband tries to tell this entitled Karen to just choose somewhere else to sit, but she snapped at him to mind his own business, which is kind of hard to do inside of such a small space. So when she turned her attention back to me and my now fussing child, because this ugly, strange lady is yelling at mommy, the wife waved out one of the flight attendants who eventually came over. The flight attendant said, ma'am, is this child a lap infant? I said to her, he is less than two years old. But before I could even finish, this entitled Karen screams, see, I told you, make her move right now. I then continued. I said to her, but I did purchase a ticket because I knew he would appreciate having some extra space to get out of my lap. At that point, I had grabbed both of our normal paying customer boarding passes and handed them to the flight attendant. The entitled Karen then says, that doesn't prove anything. They give boarding passes to lap infants all the time. The flight attendant turns back to the entitled Karen and says to her, yes, they do give boarding passes for lap infants, but this is not a lap infant boarding pass. So I'm sorry, but she paid for that seat and there's no assigned seating. So you can't ask her to move. The entitled Karen then starts going crazy, screaming at me, at the flight attendant, and eventually her own kid is crying. But I think it may have been more out of embarrassment rather than the flight attendant and me telling them no. Eventually, the flight attendant kept telling this entitled Karen that she would be removed from the plane by air marshals if she didn't find a different seat. The entitled Karen huffed angrily, promised to write a terrible review, and told the flight attendant specifically that she was going to call corporate office and have her fired for treating this entitled Karen and her daughter so poorly. The flight attendant rolled her eyes where only I and the other couple could see, and she apologized for this crazy Karen's actions. The rest of the flight went incredibly smoothly. My kid laughed when the plane took off and then passed out in his own seat with his head on my leg about 20 minutes into the flight and slept the whole time. And the flight attendant gave me a complimentary glass of wine while he was asleep. I eventually saw the entitled Karen inside the airport afterwards as we made our way to baggage, berating a cleaning staff member because the airport Burger King was closed, even though it was 1130 at night, as if the poor staff member even had control over that in the first place. So as a last second form of revenge, I pointed a TSA person towards them and went on my merry way. Honestly, how did this entitled Karen not get thrown off the plane? Like the way she was acting was so incredibly inappropriate. There's no excuse for acting like that. Like she seriously was screaming at the top of her lungs, all because someone was claiming the seat that they bought. Like what is wrong with that lady? I will never understand how someone will act like this in public. It seriously is not only incredibly cringy, but it also makes you look like a complete idiot. How can someone really go about acting like that and still try to save face in any kind of way? Honestly, good for the original poster for standing your ground. This entitled Karen was completely out of line and the way she was acting was incredibly crazy. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description.
description. Am I the jerk for asking my wife to move on and clear out some of the stuff from her mother who passed away several months ago? Here's what happened. So for a bit of context, I've been together with my wife for eight years and I love her dearly. Her mother passed away in January. They were close and it's been hard for her, especially as her dad passed away a long time ago when she was very little and she doesn't have any siblings. She feels like she needs to keep her family history alive, which has led into a hoarding situation. Basically, when her mother passed, my wife had a hard time letting go. We emptied her mother's house and managed to sell it, but my wife insisted on keeping several boxes of family heirlooms. Stuff like dishware, lamps, books. It was mostly useless things, but it was important to her, as well as ordinary things that belonged to her mother, like dresses, shoes, pillows, albums, stuff like that. For months, these boxes filled our storage room, an entire wall of our living room, one corner of my office, two kitchen cabinets, and our shed. I get that she's sad, but I've repeatedly asked her to sort through these boxes because we can't keep on living like this. She said that she wasn't ready to throw away any of these things that were very near and dear to her mother's heart and asked me to give her more time. Mind you, her mother passed away in January, so it's been months already. So yesterday, when she was at work, I had finally had enough. I went through the boxes myself. I threw away everything that was useless and burnt everything that was made out of paper or similar material, besides any photos. I managed to empty out the shed and clear my office of her things. I did expect her to be a bit upset, but she went livid when she got home. She kept crying for hours and wouldn't speak to me. Now she's saying she wants me to go to my parents' house because she can't stand to look at me. I pointed out that we own this house together and that she cannot kick me out. I understand that she needs time, but I need my living space. And ultimately, I was just trying to help her move on. So honestly, am I the jerk for throwing away my wife's things? This is seriously crazy. Like, this is the most heartless thing I think anyone's ever done. First and foremost, you are a terrible person for doing this. Yes, you are the jerk and you're an awful husband. Like, seriously, what are you thinking? You not only threw away her stuff that her mother had, but you also lit it on fire? Like, what are you, some kind of supervillain? You literally lit on fire all the stuff that you didn't want to keep around just to try and get rid of it? Like, what is going on here? I cannot wrap my head around why you think that would be okay. That is such a massive betrayal of trust, and honestly, that is so extreme, it's not even funny. Your wife is literally alone in this world. She has no other family, and the things she did have to try and preserve some semblance of family history belong to her mother, and you literally lit that on fire. You quite literally burned down her family tree by doing that, and you seriously should be ashamed of yourself. I don't blame her for not wanting to be with you. I mean, this is honestly a deal breaker in my opinion. If you really wanted to help her out and get her going when it comes to like sorting through this, you should have rolled up your sleeves and helped her out. You should have said, okay, this Saturday, let's look through all this stuff and figure out what's okay to keep and what needs to go. And the only person who can make that judgment call literally is your wife. Like her grieving doesn't follow your schedule. You are an awful person and legitimately this is all on you. So hopefully your wife can find some kind of solace in her life. Because as far as I'm concerned, the original poster is a heartless jerk. And what they did is absolutely unacceptable. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Am I the jerk for having an issue with my boyfriend's family constantly violating my privacy in our apartment? Here's what happened. So I recently moved in with my boyfriend. Let's call him John. John is not his real name. John is also from India and had moved to the U.S. for college and now work. We live in his apartment in New York City, but over the past few months since I moved in, I've noticed a weird issue. While John's family is based in India, several of his family members have shifted to New York City just in the past couple of years. So that they can go to school, work, and other things. About five of them live in the city, and I'm unsure of their specific relationship to each other, but he treats them all like siblings, despite there being an age range between 18 to 32. And that's between all five of them. And this also falls in line with the fact that none of them are actually his real siblings. The problem, though, is that I realize his family members just show up to the apartment whenever they feel like it. They all have keys, and they all come in and out throughout the week, sometimes randomly staying the night in the guest room, coming over to watch TV, or make some food even when John and I are not at home. This was incredibly jarring for me because it felt like there was no privacy to be within the house when all these people could just come in, borrow things, and use the apartment and then just leave. It's not that they made a mess or broke things, but it was just them using our apartment as their own. Yesterday, I had come home and one of his younger sisters, around 19 years old, was cooking something in the kitchen. And having had a long, tiring day, I had just wanted to come home home to a silent, quiet apartment, and I honestly just wanted to relax. But I was upset immediately by the noise and the smell, and I asked her why she thought she had the random right to come into our apartment whenever she felt like it and use whatever she wanted. She didn't reply, but looked extremely offended, and that really bothered me. I asked her to get out of the house, and she did, muttering things under her breath at me in Hindi, which is a language I don't understand. That night, John came home and asked me why I had been so mean to his sister and 
kicked her out of the house. I said I was sick and tired of them coming over, and from now on, they're not allowed in the house. Without letting us know beforehand, John said I was being a massive jerk to his family, as well as disrespecting what they provide for us, and his duty to provide for all of them. We haven't talked since, and he slept on the couch last night. So now, I'm seriously at a crossroads, and I don't know what to do. It really sounds like you should have communicated this with John well before you said anything to one of his siblings. Like, obviously, you moved into his apartment, not the other way around. This was probably a setup well before you were even considered in this relationship, and it really does sound like John comes from a very different type of family. Like, I kind of think there's some kind of cultural barrier here that you just don't understand, and I really think you should have talked to John well before you offended his sister. Because think about it, maybe family's really important to John. Maybe he really does want his family to come around and spend time at his house. And instead of asking him about it and maybe trying to set up some kind of boundaries or something along those lines, you instead jumped over the person who could explain what's happening and decided to take things into your own hands, even though this apartment is not yours. Like, you literally live with John. So in my opinion, I think you kind of crossed the line. And don't get me wrong, I totally get that you want privacy and some kind of security in your apartment. But that absolutely should have been discussed well before you got into that apartment. And it sounds like you have all these boundaries that you want for your apartment, but it doesn't sound like you've communicated those at all. And that's nobody's fault except for your own. Like, I'm sorry, but John and his family can't read your mind. I think if you at least talked about this ahead of time, this really could have avoided a lot of problems for John and his family. An entitled customer grabs my arm trying to get my attention so that he can order his food. But I simply wasn't going to take that, so I decided to yell at him and put him in his place. Here's what happened. So I work at a rooftop bar in a big city. The manager and I have occasional problems, but overall he's got our back. We wear relatively tight dresses, and it's a bar where guys get stupid. But we're lucky in that we don't have many incidents of guests getting drunk and acting inappropriate. And when they do, we've been assured our manager would have our back. Once, two finance bros called our runner an awful name. My manager overheard the runner telling us what happened and immediately asked where they were seated. He walked right up to them, asked if they did indeed say what they said, and they said, yeah, dude, but it was a joke. The manager said to him, I don't care, get out. They tried to argue that they were just joking, but he just kept saying that he didn't care and that he would get security if they didn't leave. And they eventually did, embarrassed out of their mind. Now, I'm not a confrontational person at all, but working in such a high volume place has helped me be a bit less afraid of it, especially knowing my manager has my back. We were insanely busy one day, way over capacity, and doing the best that we could. I'm literally power walking back and forth, trying to take care of everyone. And as I'm walking towards the kitchen, this guy who was sitting down on the terrace doesn't even say anything to get my attention. He just straight up grabs my arm and pulls me towards him as I'm walking past. I literally lost my balance for a second because of how he yanked me towards him. I freaking lost it and I just went off on him. I told him to never touch me or any other server ever again and whatever you want is going to have to wait even longer now because I'm not helping someone who thinks it's okay to act like that. He put his tail between his legs and immediately started apologizing and as I walked away, I saw the woman he was sitting with just yelling at him. I told my manager what happened and he just nodded his head and said, good job. If he does it again, you can kick him out yourself. The guy was a perfect gentleman for the rest of the night because every time he ordered something from me, the woman with him was just staring like mothers making sure their children didn't misbehave. I could feel how tightly his body was clenching. It honestly makes such a difference when your boss doesn't tolerate that kind of behavior and cares more about his employees than his customers. It's sad that in my experience, it's a rarity in this 
this industry. That is honestly awful. I can't imagine working a job like that and having someone literally getting physical with me just to try and get me to take their order. Like, that is so inappropriate. It's not even funny. Like, seriously, what was that guy thinking? Did he really think grabbing this lady and pulling him towards her would be appropriate? Did he think that she would laugh and think it was okay? Like, no, that is never okay. You don't treat people like that. And the original poster's correct. This was only made possible because the manager did not take this for a second. They would kick people out if they were rude to their servers. And honestly, in my opinion, especially from my own experience in customer service, that's exactly how it should be. Your manager needs to have your back. Because if they don't have your back, then who will? Like, legitimately, who's going to come to your defense and try and ward off these weirdos who come to your restaurant? So good for the original poster and the manager for standing up for themselves. Because if you're going to work at customer service, the least you can expect is not only to have respect from the customers, but also to have some semblance of order and structure. Am I the jerk for snapping at a woman who asked what was wrong with my son? Here's what happened. So my son is 14 months old. He has a feeding tube, which he is currently being weaned from. He has this because when he was born, he was ventilated for a long time, so he didn't develop the suck-swallow-breathe reflex. He is also missing one of the bones in his forearm. On his arm, he also just has a single digit. I took him shopping, and he was sat in the cart, just being his usual happy self, playing with a toy that I'd attached to the cart. Whenever I take him out, and he kind of becomes the center of attention, especially when his arm is on display, it attracts people asking me questions about his condition. Usually, I don't mind people asking questions, especially if they're asking in behalf of little kids. I know it's curiosity from kids, but from adults, it feels like ignorance, especially when I'm asked what I did wrong when I was pregnant. During this trip, an older lady, maybe in her 50s, walked past us before looking back at my son and then turning around and asked me, what's wrong with him? She asked it in such a snotty tone. I kind of snapped back at her and I told her it was none of her business. She asked me why I didn't cover it up because it was unsightly, referring to his arm. So I asked her why she didn't cover up her face for the exact same reason. And then I just walked away. I don't usually engage with rude people, but I just kind of snapped. We had been stopped several times on that trip alone, asking if he was okay or if his arm will grow back, which is something a little kid asked me, or to be told that they'll pray for him to get better. I was just fed up of being asked, and then this lady comes along and was just rude to me. When I told my partner when he came home, he told me I should have just walked away and not engaged in that, because it's not a good example to be showing our son if I'm rude to people. I do feel a bit bad for engaging with her, but at the same time, no one has the right to talk about my son like that. So am I the jerk for snapping at this lady after she made a rude comment about my son? No, you are absolutely not the jerk. That lady was up in your business. She clearly thought she could say some weird, snotty thing towards you and try and get away with it. She even tried to say, oh, you need to cover up that unsightly arm. Like at that point, the gloves are off. If she wants to make comments like that, congratulations, she's going to get it in return. And if I was in your shoes, I would have done the exact same thing. Absolutely no one's going to talk to my kid like that, especially when you get comments about your kid all the time. Like, honestly, why can't people just straight up mind their own business? Is it really that hard to look the other way and not try and make a big deal about other people's differences? Like, that's so disrespectful, and honestly, I don't blame you for snapping. Because from the sounds of it, you get this all the time. And that stupid, entitled lady absolutely had it coming. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out in the description below and subscribe.